Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the Warhammer 40k podcast where you get to write the script. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show and maybe even jump your story in the line, or maybe even read stories with me, or maybe you have a story you would like to read to me, head on over to Patreon at Lorehammer Listener Lore and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show. Enjoy. Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the only 40k podcast where you get to write the scripts. Hello, I'll be your host, Rayway, and together with my partner, introduce yourself. Gerald, currently hold up, uh, trying to weather a storm outside right now, but thankfully the power is on and the Wi-Fi is up, so praise be the Omnisaya. All right, if he leaves, you guys know why. Indubitably. Better so, uh, bring those sacred oils and the uh, get my get my sage going here. <laughs> burn the sage. Burn no, it. not the actual sage. Burn, 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 stop burn, screaming. Burn. No, not a sage. No, no, wrong sage, you idiots. <laughs> Imper- well, Imperial Fist comes in and uh, Iron Warriors. Someone say siege. Siege, siege. <laughs> no, no, no. You got to spell it out. S I E G. It's like three, it's like. It's like Lehman Rust with T R E eight. All right, so today we got a uh, a a post, a email for um, someone's lore to be uh, read out on listener lore. So, do you want to get started on this? Sure thing. So, this is by John, and it is a imperial guard regiment and this is it's actually really cool he sent an email in the form of a vox transmission followed by an attachment which is the main lexicanum article so if you're ready without further ado i will get us started sure i'm excited let's go transmission relayed via adeptus mechanicus data transmission service administratum requirement by authorized release under Administratum Request Form AM3724, Section 15, Request for Basic Regimental Information for Use by Militarum Commanders in Theater. The following primer contains limited information of a sensitive matter to the Astra Militarum personnel. Ensure that none under the rank of Major are to obtain this document. Permission to distribute has been granted in accordance with Sector Command Guidelines. Message from Originator. Hope you find this interesting. The 95th Calestian has long has a long and storied history of service to the Emperor. Love the podcast. Hope I piqued your curiosity, as this is just the surface of the lore I wrote for these guys. Obligatory prayer of exaltation. In the name of the glorious God Emperor of all mankind, may this message find its intended recipient. May the knowledge here imparted grant clarity and vision in the purpose of service to his holy aims. The Emperor protect and keep. John. Oh, I, I, okay. Hang on. I love your reading and I love the way this was, this was laid out. Like oh. we haven't even, I haven't even gotten started like reading everything. And I'm like, I just, I need to pause for a second because wow, this is, 
I like it. It's very, it's very fun already. I like the <sighs> the way he has it written out is just like, and this is just like this is just like an email to Mark. Just like, here's the lore. Please read it. Like, this is just awesome. It makes it so easy to do like a good if you're really if you're really feeling adventurous to do a voiceover, this is good reading to try and get, get into your 40k chops. Yeah, it really like it sets the mood and it sets the I guess the uh the illusion of being like an inquisitor or I guess an administration personnel getting like this like data from like the mechanicus and being like, oh, I should play it out. And it gets you like I like when Lore does that where it like sets you it, it makes you feel like you're a part of the universe. Yes. Yes. So All now right. you so now you know what you need to do for your wolves luminous. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> All right. By order of God and for a mark, unfuck that. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Let me come my throw here. The 95th Calestian Airborne Regiment. An abridged primer by John. Motto. Mordom in Calum roughly translates to death from the heavens. Organization. <laughs> I fucking agree. That's fucking sick. Organization. The regiment consists of six battalions of active troops and one training and recruitment. At any given time, only three battalions in, opera in operation as battle groups with the 8th Cast Castellian pronounced K-Lestian. Aha, there we go. Oh, no, no. Well, we're, we're here. We are just trying to pronounce it, looking like idiots, and he spelled it out for us. Literally, us. <laughs> fuck yeah. Okay, hang on. K lest Ian. K lest Ian. Okay. K lest Ian. Armored regiment and other support assets and naval teams are employed in combat operations, while the other two are cycled through through to collect reinforcements from the home system. The training battalion is a permanent fixture, commonly referred to as the OLL or old, lame, and lazy <laughs> battalion. <laughs> Members are usually drawn from badly injured soldiers incapable of further drops or old or older members retiring from active service. Interesting. I like it so right. far. I like it so far. <clears throat> Each battle group consists of approximately six companies of drop troops from the 95th, two armored support companies of Lehman Rust variants from the 8th armored, as well as two support batteries of basilisks from the 8th Armored. A Mechanicus Engine Seer Detachment, a Medicaid sanction section, naval transport and escort vessels, as well as a naval ground support wing of Marauders and close wing and of Valkyries, Vultures and Vendettas. Ooh. I, I like this. I, this. I'm really enjoying like this one this so far. I like yeah, this I, I, I'm also a big fan of like history and like military organization. So like, like, for like some people, they might be like, "Oh, this is just boring, like fluff." I don't hear this, but like for me, I'm reading this, and I'm like, "Man, this guy has this guy is both super invested, and he knows like, you know, general military organization given what Warhammer has provided us." Exactly. Yeah, this is good. This takes me back to my uh, teenage days of watching History Channel and like all the World War II documentary stuffs going on at that time. Exactly. I all right. Tactics. As a primary shock attack force, the Ka the Calestians are often the first into the fights. They are they are highly mobile with close ties to naval transport and close air support units. A common task would be to secure defensive lines around the main starport approach from the upcoming compliance force. All right, and assault landing. The initial assault is a vicious bombardment by Marauder bombers, followed by swiftly 
fall swiftly by rapid strafing attacks by vulture gunships. The vultures will remain in the air, peppering the enemy position with heavy bolter fire while the Valkyries approach and drop the first chalk of soldiers proceeding to join the reign of death. With the door gunners with well wow, can't fucking talk. With the door gunners when their passengers are detached. The first company will hit the ground, usually minimum one company press the advance, behind the explosive rain of bolts and rockets. Once they have captured the first enemy positions, they will consolidate their gains a minimum of 200 meters ahead and quickly dig into the defense against the counterattack. The second chop will have landed at this point, with support craft coming to replace the initial vultures and valkyries to ensure the withering fire never ceases. Their task is to press on through the first chalk and assault any secondary positions, halting six to eight hundred meters in advance of the first chalk to dig in themselves. The third chalk to land will usually have armor support coming in with them and will push and will push the spirit further into enemy territory. By the time the fall forces have landed, the enemy has usually been wiped out of the area of operation or treated in panic. From this point on, the battle group will relieve will relieve in wow. Will be relieved. Will be relieved in place and withdraw in one in one to be in order to be resupplied and sent to the next battlefield. They are requested to clear. All right, we'll put a pause there for just a second because this sounds one. This just sounds awesome. I like a good. I like a good carpet bombing to soften everyone up, and then it's just like one way. Boom. Here's another way. Boom. 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 Yeah, it's a rolling. It's it's a what's it called? It's a rolling advance. I really like it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes me think of the memes that you you see with the uh, uh, Death Corps Krieg. It's just like charge bayonets, but don't stop the don't stop the artillery. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this. It's I I really like the this this like that technically this like document. It's really I really enjoy this, especially like again, no one needs to do this. But the yeah. assault landing displaying like, oh, they this is how they traditionally attack. This is like, wow, okay, I can I can see what can make these guys so effective. And given the given the mm-hmm. information that was provided, like, oh, these are the battalions, here are the members within the battalions, this is the materials they have. I could realistically see this being a not just a guard re- like I don't even think most guard regiments have information like this. Like most mm-hmm. are literally hold the line and charge. Yeah, That's really what it is. Charge. So, if you die, too bad. Here comes the next wave. <laughs> if you die, make sure you die on the enemy. And if you don't, and if you don't die on the enemy, the commissar will make sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds very accurate. <laughs> so, like, like I said, like this is really awesome. I love. Like we're not even like we're not even halfway through this, and I, again, it might sound like, like trivial information for most people, but. Like just for me in general, I really enjoy this. Mm-hmm. If you are a big history buff and like and like, especially with like your military history, because like that's the, that's the beauty of Imperial Guard or Astra Militarum for the new guys. But uh, that's just like this is a little bit more grounded in, I guess, m- more historical military procedure and with how creative you can get with your regiments, you could draw in from any historical. Uh, historical military and it, it, it make it work you know just you know slap on some names like uh in, imperium uh the, the, i don't know imp, uh you know what i mean yeah imp, the, the imperium words 
Yeah, all the all the fancy pseudo Latin and all that jazz. Yeah, I'm really enjoying this. I'm really all right. Um, I'll do this next one, and you want to continue after that? Absolutely. All right. Airborne defense. In the defensive phase of a battle, the 95th rely heavily on the 8th armored battalion. Armored battalions provide basilisk fire and Lehman Rust positions to cover up the one or one to two company infantry positions while the remainder of the force is held in reserve as a quick reaction force at makeshift Valkyrie landing zones a few kilometers back. When attacked, they will lure the enemy into kill zones, and when they have committed their main, fo- their main attack, the Valkyries and Vultures will strike their rear and unload full companies of drop troops to cut off reinforcements or retreats. Oh, it's so good. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Founding. <clears throat> The regiment was founded after the fall of the system capital of Kalamir during the Civil War, brought about by the approach of the Imperial Compliance Force after a long period of separation following the Horus Heresy. During the final battle, the 95th Company of Calestian Volunteers were one of only three surviving of the original 100, volu- 100 volunteer infantry companies. The company commander, Major Arthur Curry, <laughs> I see what you did there, led mm. his troops and civilian transports through a low mountain pass to assault the rear of the separatist stronghold, enduring severe casualties but turning the tide of the long stalemate battle in favor of the Imperium. The Lord General and commander of the Imperial forces submitted the Articles of Formation to found the 1st Regiment of Calestian soldiers Quickly thereafter, and in honor of the actions of the men of the 95th Company, the regiment was called the 95th Calestian Airborne Regiment. All right, epic. I'm, I'm picking up. Uh, see, I'm picking up uh, a little bit of Star Wars vibes with uh, Civil War and separatists, which you know, I'm 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 all for you know such a thing. <laughs> Anywho. The soldiers, all members of the 95th Calestian are grav shoot trained veterans with a minimum of one com- combat drop on the record. They are drawn from all regiments of Calestian troops, and as per their articles of formation, they are entitled to effectively press into selection any member of a Calestian regiment that meets the physical service, tra- physical service, training, and mental requirements to be assessed. There is one exception to the rule. The 95th out of deference, will not force a selection on any soldier from the 99th Calestine Regiment. They will accept requests for selection, but will never act against the member's chain of command within that regiment. Due to this, the 95th has historically been male only, but not by any rule of disallowance, simply by the fact that the 99th capitalizes on all skilled female soldiers through selective recruitment and transfer. They are drawn from the four habitable planets of the system. God damn it, I love this. <laughs> he thinks of everything. Oh, I love this so much. I'm oh, it's like no writer, no writer should be this good at coming up with minute details. <laughs> but oh, he does I am I, I am happy. I am very happy with this. Indubitably. Like again, I don't like people a lot of people don't like the small details. I love the small details, and this one is awesome. You are not the only one, good sir, and I'm sure there are multiple multiple people out there in the Discord that are ingredients with both of us. So let's keep going. Selection. <laughs> Any Kalestine soldier may request to be brought to selection, and this request must be forwarded to the OLL by any commander who receives it. 
Though the chain of command of the individual regiments have authority to formally dissent and give reason why they believe their soldiers should not be taken, selection itself is grueling, is grueling, bleh. selection itself is grueling physical and mental challenges. Through combat trials, sleep deprivation, near starvation, and dehydration, the applicants are expected to complete missions that may involve clearing out underhive sections of mutants or hunting down dangerous creatures on a nearby death world. Selection lasts months, and at the end, and at the end, even if passed, the soldier may be refused if the drill section staff (DS staff) in parentheses feel that they are not fully prepared to be brought on as privates in the 95th. So they're making this sound like it's like the special forces of the special forces. Even if That's you do good, if your if your drill section staff doesn't doesn't think so, nope, you're done. You buy it. Uh, I think that's pretty sweet. All right. Uh, rank structure. The 95th Calestian starts all new recruits at the rank of private, regardless of their previous rank in the feeder regiment. This means that often privates in the 95th have the capacity and ability to take over as platoon commander at a moment's notice without issue. Their soldiers are expected to be able to handle all weapon systems that the regiment employs, as well as be able to perform a minimum of two positions higher up the chain of command in order to ensure that in periods of heavy casualties, there is no lapse in, co in coherent command. Dang, these guys are doing pretty well for even for the lowest recruits. That's pretty sweet, though. And I, I, I think it's pretty sweet. It make, it's similar to... Because I'm not exactly sure how if all regiments are like this or if it's only like the 95th that are like of all guard regiments, I mean, more like mm. if they have a specific. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. The regiment that is or a specific company within the regiment that's like, oh, only these guys, like only these guys can be that. Because it seems very similar to like, similar to how Space Marines have their six to nine, um, like extra, extra sections, or whatever, where it's like, oh, if we need to, if we have a position open, we'll pull from here. We'll pull from here kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Because we have like that special kind of pedigree with us. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was in ROTC like my freshman year of high school. I only made it to like private first class. There's no way I can see myself leaving like uh, leading something like a platoon or like a squad of four people, let alone like a platoon of, I don't know what the numbers are in 40K, like what, 15, 20? 30. It's a bigger number. It's a bigger number. So the fact that they can, that they're expecting privates to be able to lead, lead if need be, that's, that says a lot about the private, let alone the, you know, let alone the regiment. Yes. You mind if I take this one now? Go for it. All right. <clears throat> Non-commissioned officer ranks. <laughs> privates. One chevron on the left arm, just below the shoulder pad with point down. Corporal, two chevrons. Sergeant, three chevrons. Staff or color sergeant, three chevrons with a skull resting within the top chevron. Company sergeant. 40K. <laughs> exactly. 
Company Sergeant Major, a withered skull in the left arm just below the shoulder pad. Battalion Sergeant Major, a winged skull. Regiment Star- Sergeant Major, a winged skull with a dagger through it. Officer ranks. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm just getting hyped reading this. I'm like, God, I love the small details. This is making me think of that. This is making me think of that college humor video where it's just like, so we have skulls on our uniforms. Are we the baddies? Yes. <laughs> You're the Imperium of Man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Officer ranks. Second lieutenant. Pronounced as if pronounced lieutenant. Fine. One trick <sighs> band around the wrist around the wrist cuffs. Lieutenant pronounced Lieutenant, one thick band with a with a thin band around it. Captain, two thick bands. Major, two thick bands around a single thin band. Lieutenant Colonel, pronounced Lieutenant Three thick bands. Colonel, four thick bands. Other appointment indicated indications include the squad leader markings of three chevron points up to the lower right arm and the squad's second in command. Two IC in parentheses. Marking found the lower left arm in a circle with II found within. The Medicaid marking is in white, is a white circle with a red cross found within. Okay, so random observation. Um, one, uh, okay, question for you. Do Canadians pronounce it lieutenant or is that just a British thing? Um, I've heard it spelled, I've heard it spoken both ways. Okay. But I have like um, Mounties nearby, which I don't know why. Or I guess they come to like visit. I don't, I don't fucking know. But they 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 say lieutenants. Oh, huh. interesting. Okay, and then yeah. the second observation is, at least I don't know how the how the Canadian military is set up, but with the American military, the non commissioned officers that's like the ship with the chevrons. That's basically the army. It's like most armies have that, but with the officers, uh, the way he describes it. With the with the band around the wrist cuffs, at least for at least for in the United States, that's usually an indicator of uh, uh, naval officer ranks. So, not that there's anything wrong with that. I like the way I like the way this dude is built is built up. How uh, how every uh, how the regiment organizes itself. I just thought that's a pretty interesting observation I made or I found. I agree. All right, <clears throat> I can I throw. Traditions. The Calesian people are highly conscious of maintaining their traditions of honor throughout the millennia, and their mili- and their military are no exception. The most important traditions are the remembrances, most important most important of which is the taking of the names. The taking of the names. After a combat operation, one soldier from each company suffering losses is selected to this position of high honor. It is a duty of the taker of names to return to the home ship of the battle group and attend the ship's quartermaster. There is a full ceremony that is painstakingly observed whereby all ta- all takers will meet outside the quartermaster's door with their maroon draw pod beset ber- barrettes held in their right hand across their chest. The quartermaster will ask that they enter, and when they have all halted, he will rise from his desk and salute before moving his own hat. One taker will set forth and state, We come for the fallen, our brethren who will not return, their names on our lips and our memories evermore. He will hand the list of names over and the quartermasters to reply, and so shall their names be taken to the place of remembrance and their equipment returned to the regiment to serve those who remain. At this point, 
they will be escorted to the ship's provosts to each room in order to obtain the gear of the fallen, where one name tag will be removed from the spare. Uniform of each fallen soldier and placed within the beret and placed into the beret of their comp- of their company's taker. When all names are taken and the provost and the quartermaster will be left to gather the gear of the fallen while their takers make the solemn march to the 95th shipboard mass, where they will meet a representative of the mess committee who will open the case containing the remembrance wall. And one from and one by one, the names will be spoken aloud and placed upon the wall. When this is complete, all involved will drink a single shot to the fallen led by a representative those who have fallen shall not be forgotten. They who gave their lives for us to grant the emperor's protection to their comrades shall never be more in our hearts and minds. At the going down of suns and at the rising in the morning, at all hours of wakefulness shall we remember them in the name of the emperor, Modem in Calum. The, the takers will repeat the last line before they all drink. The ceremony concludes with the replacing of their barrettes on their heads and a salute to the names of the fallen. I'm going to let you take a break for a second, but dang, you can, to John, if you are listening, you can take that one paragraph and make it its own narrative listener lore. Now, I'm not Mark, but acting in his place, we now demand that. (laughs) (laughs) I really love this. This is I like when I opened it, I was like, oh, it's gonna be a little bit of a long one. All right, let's see, let's see what we're working with. And as we were reading, I was getting I'm getting progressively more hyped, is the best way to put it. Oh, this is fantastic. Uh man. <laughs> All right. Do you want uh, me to take over for a minute? Uh sorry, I I I I closed my phone back since. <laughs> All right. Ooh, we got battles. All right. Ah, now we're getting <laughs> to the good stuff. Not that, oh. n- not that none of this other stuff wasn't the good stuff, but this is the real good stuff. I want to know how many bolt. I want to know how many, how many, uh, how many last, last, uh, last charges were dropped. I want to know every single shot that was fired. Give me well, the here's your answer. Dan. All of them. <laughs> You're goddamn right. <laughs> Notable historic battles. Battle of Rorax Field. A 95th company of the Calestian Volunteers held a series of buildings and barns to the southwest of the main valley uh, pass into Calumir proper when a force of separatists came out of the mountains and launched an assault on their command post. Nearly two companies of enemy enemy fo- forces focuses on separating the platoons of the 95th from one another by attacking simultaneously at multiple locations. The buildings were mostly one to 200 meters apart. And this lets platoons exposed and unable to provide the effective support and fire needed to keep the other, the other protected from the flanks. Company commander Major Arthur Curry held an old stone three-story, an old three-story, old stone three-story building and managed to position his gunners in the upper floor, knocking loopholes and openings from which to pour fire onto the flanks of the advancing enemy, bringing the vast majority of the attack to a swinging advance into his own position of the first platoon. The platoon held against a withering volume of solid projectile fire, barely able to take the sporadic shots on at the enemy until a small squad of separatists managed to get close enough to threaten the reinforced buildings with a demo charge. 
Private Marcus Fisher acted without acted without thought to the certain death he faced. With a bayonet fixed, he went through the front door, charging to the man carrying the demo charge, screwing him and rushing him back far enough into the demo charge to wipe out the entire squad and breaking the morale of the force, assaulting the farmstead. Sergeant William Howe led a squad, a squad to harass the retreating force of the enemy and found a small path that the enemy had been using to cross the mountain range. The path just wide enough for a few low-level civilian air transports to make it through and low enough to avoid the flak batteries. After ambushing the platoon of reinforcements and forcing them to withdraw, he returned and pressed the information along the Major Curry, who immediately sent a requisition to the Lord General commanding the attack forces. That's pretty fucking sick. Absolutely. <sighs> oh no, I feel like this is going to be a bad one. The fall of <laughs> Kales 2. In the recent period, late M41 in parentheses, Kales 2 was turned into was turned into upheaval by the encroaching of the Crimson Cult. The Crimson Cult is an insidious group of heretics who carefully infiltrate societies and slowly turn their worship into unintended worship of chaos. Founded by the word bearers and led by a mysterious figure known only as the prophet, the cult was under the careful eye of Inquisitor Lord Sharp, whose intention was to use the planet to lure out the prophet and take him out. Unfortunately, the prophet never showed, and the arrival of traitor marines from the word bearers when the warp rift began to twist into a wretched storm forced his hand. The exterminus was carried out after attempts to evacuate the, the loyal population and eliminate the threat failed. The last Imperial Forces planet side were three members of the 95th Kalesian Regiment and a kill team of Raven God Astartes. The three soldiers were mind-wiped of the event in question and granted highest honors and returned to their regiment. Fucking Inquisitors. Born Inquisitors. All right. Mm -hmm. I think it's only those two. Revered members past and present. Private Marcus Fisher, see above. Private Sergeant William, oh, Sergeant William Hall, see above. Colonel Sir Arthur Curry, first commanding officer, see above. Sergeant, <laughs> oh, I like it. I mean, it makes sense. I'm not going to fucking, don't repeat the same thing. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> or it's, uh, or it's, or something along the lines of, um, if, of, if I can't convince, like, th what I said should already convince you that these guys are cool. Exactly. <laughs> Sergeant Obrey Cor uh, Consent. His squad was assaulting the enemy's secondary lines at at Kalomir when they when they were counterattacked within a passage of line tunnels between the front and rear lines, while setting up demo charges within a passage of lines tunnels between the front and rear lines, while setting up demo charges to collapse it. Ordering a withering volley of fire, he charged forward and primed the charge, calling out the withdrawal while holding off the enemy while cat with with a captured heavy stubber until the charges blew the tunnel and collapsed on him and the enemy. Private John Spall, similar to Sergeant Cosa, Con, Cosens, I think, I think it's Cosens. Cosens, realizing that the enemy was approaching from a hidden bunker within the tunnels, his squad was ordered to seal off. He rigged all the spare Promethium tanks up for the flamer he carried together near the, near the supports. When the enemy arrived, he created a wall of fire before him when the enemy fired, while the enemy fired blindly, striking him several times. When his tank was running low, he drew a grenade and dropped it at his feet as the enemy advanced, setting off the fuel and collapsing the tunnel. Captain Lucas Pierce, veteran member of the modern regiment, he has been he has been given numerous accommodations and medals for gallantry and was one of only three men to survive the final combat operations 
before the exterminatus of Kalis II and was credited as being the one who led the survivors to civilian transport to the civilian transport on which they escaped. Captain Pierce was later taken into Inquisitor Lord Sharp's retinue to command a special operation division and the teams therein. Staff Sergeant James Ingram, a sniper of great renown, one of three survivors of KLS-2's Battle of Vervile. Ingram now works alongside Pierce within the SOD. Sergeant Drake Gorman, Medicaid of the platoon, which the then Sergeant Pierce and Ingram were in during the Battle of Vervile. He works alongside them both in the SOD as a primary Medicaid. As I am a shield, <clears throat> as I am the shield in the name of the Emperor for mankind, so shall I be shielded in turn. Calestian Soldier's Prayer. And that concludes this fantastic piece of listener lore. That is the 95th Calestian Airborne Regiment. Holy shit. Now, I'm just going to say this. I would have liked more. <laughs> yeah. Um, now I don't mean that in a critique. I mean, I really enjoyed this and would have loved to have, like, if you have a part two or something coming out, I would love to read it. I was honestly expecting, please write a part two. I was honestly, well, even just like, uh, if it's not a part two, cause like obviously X can't only be as interesting as they are. If you wrote a story that would also be interesting. I think I would enjoy that more, but and I think the only other critique I really have is if you happen to have any minis from this regiment, please send pictures. Cause dang, I want to see, I want to see this army on a tabletop or something. And I don't even play tabletop. I can honestly feel myself like I am very hyped. I can feel it. My, the thing that I would have liked and something that I would honestly expect if you do write a story is to include um, the four planets they recruit from, like, even if it's, like, offhandedly mentioning, oh, because I'm assuming K-Lest 2 was one of the planets they recruited from. So it could be something along the lines of, this is K-Lest 4. It's a death world because they, they I've seen that they hunt on death worlds. So it could be something along those lines. K-Lest 3 could be a hive world, you know, just, you know, those worlds that this planet rec- that from this regiment recruits from. That's, like, the only thing I was honestly expecting Mm-hmm. It's not something I needed, and it's not something I'm like disappointed for. I honestly just enjoyed it in general. Oh, um, yeah. Those are the only things that I would have liked to see. But that again, that's not a harp against it because I'm already like talking. I can feel myself talking faster than I was at the start of this because this like reading this. Gets this you hyped up, man. <laughs> yeah, I got me hyped up to the one that I'm talking faster. <laughs> exactly. So. And hey, if you have any awesome stories, just like, like what we just read, please email lorehammer.gmail.com and then it will be added to the queue. Anything yes. else that you want to add there, Rayway? Because I think our timer is just about up. Um, no, I just would like to um, I would just like to hear more lore. And if people do have those small little, you know, nitty gritty things, again, it's not for everybody, but it's for me and I appreciate it. We all do. We all do. (laughs) Well, have a good evening, everyone, and we will see you again in the next video. Podcast. Sorry. (laughs) We're not on YouTube.
Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at Lorehammer Listener Lore. See you next episode.